From one islander to another, Isle of Wight Radio proudly presents John Hannam Meets. Delighted to welcome back to John Hannam Meets. Wonderful Celia Imrie, nice. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, nice to see you. Lovely to see you. We're actually in the Electric Airwave studio in London. We haven't met that much in London, no, have we, really? No, rather fun, though. Yes, very. On the Isle of Wight, we've met many times, of course. I know. We first met Celia 36 years ago. Oh, stop, really? <laughs> we don't look any different, not do at we? All. <laughs> no, certainly not. You've been so busy in recent years really and I just want to catch up a bit you've been to America you've done a couple of sort of TVs over there Mm -hmm. haven't you I have tell me about those one was called Legends of Tomorrow was it oh yes that's sort of the Canadian version of Doctor Who ish I think it's sort of more of a gang of people um, in in the future world rather than just one person but very popular I believe that was uh, in Vancouver and then the uh, series that I do over there, which has just aired in America, season three of um, a programme called Better Things. But the best news is it's suddenly come to England. Has it? Mm. And in fact, um, we're talking to each other on a Thursday and it's on Thursday nights at um, 10pm on BBC Two. Is it? Which is very good for me because I think people think that I've been on holiday for three years. <laughs> <laughs> you play Phyllis in that, don't you? That's is right. Phyllis? Yes, Phil. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And movie-wise, of course, um, one or two people have said, Celia Imrie's in the new Mamma Mia film. I am. You are, aren't you? Yes, just at the beginning, though. (laughs) (laughs) I bet that was fun because the first one was a mega movie, wasn't Mm. it? Well, I was asked to do it by the wonderful Ol Parker, who wrote both the Marigold um, films. Oh, they were lovely. Exactly. So, actually, he never has to ask me twice. I I said, of course. (laughs) Let's talk about the Marigold films because they were exceptional, weren't they? Mm. Well, I, I don't think I've ever had such a treat of a description of a part. For a start, to go to India, which is a great love of mine, and then to be with the Dames and to be directed by uh, John Madden. Uh, The the whole uh, experience was um, unforgettable. Twice. Yes. And, of course, now they've done programmes about sort of famous people going out to India, haven't they? Well, you know, when you think about it, actually, it's, it's not a bad idea of a way to... You know, think about later years. My daughter's been twice to India on mm-hmm. holiday in the last 18 months. She loves it. Yes. I think yeah. you sort of love it or hate it. I can't understand people who don't love it. But, you know, the colours and the smells and the music and the smiles. Bridget Jones' baby. Oh, yes. Yes. What about that? So many years later doing number three. I know. Remarkable. And then, of course, you did the... Absolutely fabulous movie, didn't mm-hmm. you? I did, yeah. yes. Is it nice being in these sort of movies with lots of fellow actors, famous fellow actors in a way? Well, it is actually, because we don't necessarily see each other from one year to the next, so it is rather wonderful. And and also um, the public's loyalty to, you know, programmes like Absolutely Fabulous. And how many years later was Bridget Jones? It was something extraordinary, like yeah. 13 or 14 yes. years later. yeah. And I thought it was wonderful, actually. Malevolent. Oh, gosh. You haven't seen it, have you? I have. Have you? I were did, you frightened? I, did, I didn't know you were in it, you see. Mm. Um, I, I think it, possibly it may have been on Netflix. I was watching it, and all of a sudden, 
I said to my partner, Celia's in this. You, you were... Uh, horrible, wasn't I? You were. I know. I've not seen it yet, actually, but I know that I had horrible things to do. First time I've ever shouted at you when you were on the screen, you know. What did you shout? Well... Leave her alone. You weren't very nice, yes. <laughs> quite gruesome in places, wasn't it? Well, it was, but I suppose it was quite a deliberate effort, in a way, for me to play something quite different. Oh, yes. So, yeah. yeah. Did you have fun when you're playing sort of a horror thing like that? Do you have fun when well, you film it? Well, or? you must, actually. Yeah. It's sort of essential to, to make sure that you do. Otherwise, it can sort of get under your skin and that's no good. Year by the Sea was another movie, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yes. Yes. Uh, based on the Joan Anderson books, um, which have an enormous following in yeah. America. I don't think it's been shown here in England yet. It was set around Cape Cod, wasn't That's it? That's right, yeah. yes. And and Out of Season, which sort of reminded me a little bit of the Isle of Wight, actually. Oh, yes. Because yeah. seaside places out of season, I think, have an enormous romanticism about them. They do, um, yeah. And so yeah. it's a beautiful film, actually. Celia, America, obviously you're doing quite a bit in America. Was this a, a plan that you, you you wanted to do? Well, it was, actually, John. I mean, I didn't want to go there until my son Angus was through school and and exams. But I did think a long time ago that you couldn't really be internationally well-known until you'd courted America. That was my thought. And uh, But it, you, I really did take a chance. I jumped on a ship... Queen Mary too. Did you? Yes. And then I jumped on a train and went right across America and took a chance, actually. Wow. Mm. So I was extremely lucky. And, you know, there's no question, luck does come into this game enormously. Mm. And um, now I'm with this very talented Pamela Adlon, whose um, life, it's a sort of autobiographical programme about her as an actress bringing up three daughters on her own. And I play her rather nosy mother who lives next door. Wow. Um, but it's great fun. I've interviewed one or two sort of soap actors that have gone off to America and been unsuccessful and come back. So in a way, as you say, it, it's just the luck of the draw, mm, isn't it, really? Completely, completely. And, of course, you've written about four books now, haven't you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love the first one, The Happy Hoofer, wasn't it? Well, that's all about my secrets, but you yeah. know most of them anyway, yeah, I do, John, yeah. don't you? <laughs> yeah. The only thing I found out was when you were quite ill when you were younger. That's mm. the only thing I probably didn't know about mm. you. But mm. f- fabulous book, really, because it was so honest, Celia, and you sort of, well, that's you, isn't it, really? Mm. I hope so. Good. And then three novels, then. I know, I know. The, the, the Sail Away, um, the most recent novel to come out in paperback has has just come out and then you can be the first to know that my next book is called A Nice Cup of Tea or A Nice Cup of Tea Ah. um, and it's out on May the 16th Is it? Publication day so you're the first to know Oh that's nice to know (laughs) because you've got a place in Nice haven't you? I have and it's my paradise Is it? Mm. Mm. Beautiful beautiful place So how do you write then? Because you're, you're busy. How do you fit in writing a novel then? Well, I was inspired by the beauty of Nice, actually. And, and so I generally almost uh, completely write there where um, it's not sort of interfering with my acting work because it's too difficult to do both at once. Mm. Um, but to be inspired by the sea, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that that's why I fell in love with the Isle of Wight, actually, mm. my first home because I just adore the sea. It sort of breaks my heart not to be there on the island, actually, but I felt, well, I can't be so greedy and have two places by the sea. So 
but it will always be very precious in my heart, mm. the Isle of Wight. I want to go back to about 1974 when you played Jenny in a couple of episodes of Upstairs, Downstairs. Oh, my goodness. Did you have a dream at that sort of stage? That was a very early TV for you. You you must have exceeded your wildest dreams, Celia, really, have you, do you think? What, you mean now? Well, yes. Looking forward to your career well, then. It's it's weird, actually, John. I can't, I can't explain it. You just sort of... Put your head down and get on with it, really. <laughs> yes. And, I mean, my, my father was a, a radiologist and had a very tough and good example work ethic. He went on working way after he retired. And I think that I love my work and I sort of will take anything that comes along, more or less. Mm. Um, the only trouble is that I suppose nowadays I, I have to face up to the fact that I probably won't play Juliet. <laughs> Don't laugh too loud. No, no, um, no. But, um, you know, uh, so you, it's weird. You just put your head down and get on with it and, and hope you keep going, really. But your roles have, have sort of come along all the time. And as you've got older, obviously, there are parts which suit you. So mm-hmm. really, you've always been in work, haven't you? More or less, although, uh, as a, we just said this morning, yeah. uh, walking along Great Titchfield Street brought back lots of memories of when I used to do a market research job. Gosh. In fact, I wasn't very good at it because I spent <laughs> most of the time sort of chatting to my friends on the phone, which was not allowed. But, you know, I had to be out in the street sometimes asking people about dog food and things. I wasn't mad about it, but on the other hand, I don't regret any of the things I did no. to keep going, you know, no. in between. Hi, Jill Blaine's is Nick Frisbee here saying John Hannum is a puppet. You're listening to John Hannum meets Isle of Wight Radio's original chat show. I think a lot of us guys fell in love with you when you were in Bergerac, of course. Oh, did you? Marianne, yes. Oh, good. <laughs> that was your first sort of, well, you were in a lot of episodes quite a lot mm. of those weren't yes, you so that's yes. when a lot of people got to know you i would imagine wasn't it possibly yes yeah and then of course miss babs which has sort of followed you around acorn mm. antiques but it's such a nice thing to follow you around isn't oh, it really yes of course of course do you still find people want to know all about that when they talk to you well they do but it's a, a peculiar thing um it's people of a certain age now i actually think i'm still 26 I'm not. So do um, I. <laughs> and it's good. Well, that's why you look so young. Oh, sh- um, And so, you know, I'll ask um, maybe a young makeup designer, you know, about Miss Babs, and she looks quizzical because she doesn't know because she's too young. Yeah. Um, and also, bizarrely, they don't know Miss Babs in America. So although I'm extremely proud of her as a character and for me to have played her, I have to understand that it is of a certain age now. But, you know... Great thing to have done. Dinner Ladies, and of course, Victoria Wood, there's a new book coming out, I think, isn't there? On yes, Victoria Wood? yes, there is. Yeah, I, I talked to the author yesterday. I found myself feeling very sad, though, mm. talking about her, because mm. it's sort of still unbelievable to me. Mm. Mm. Um, but I'm forever grateful to her for, you know, giving me such wonderful parts. 
I always remember Richard Stone for a while was her agent who lived on the Isle of Wight. Oh, that's right. And he rang me up one Saturday lunchtime and he said, John, could you get down to my house within an hour? And I said, yes, why? He said, Victoria Wood's here on a private visit, but she doesn't mind talking to you. So Aww. we flew down and she was such a charming lady. Yes, yes. Yeah. I just remembered, actually, when I had my son Angus, she came over to say hello. Tell me how old Angus is now. And he's, 24. Is he? Mm-hmm. And he's quite tall, isn't he? Quite tall, and he's a film star. Is he? Yes. He's in a very wonderful film called The Kid Who Would Be King, and he plays the... It's a, it's a modern-day take on King Arthur and Excalibur, the young King Arthur. Yes. Played by Andy Serkis's son, um, Louis. And uh, Angus plays the young Merlin, and Sir Patrick... Stuart plays the older Merlin. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful film. I bet you're thrilled, aren't you, really? I'm so proud. Mm. Did you want him to go into the business, did you? Well, um, I'll never forget, funnily enough, seeing him in a school play. Right. It was Sweeney Todd, and bizarrely, there was uh, the character of Queen Victoria, which I can't quite remember how that came into it. But anyway, I was doing Acorn Antiques, the musical, at the time so I wasn't able to see the show at night and I asked one of the teachers if I could watch a dress rehearsal so I sat there in the dark and the the little boys were only about 10 or 11 and they were doing very well and they were singing and everything else and then I heard a sort of rustling behind me and I turned around and I saw a figure in a black dress with a pearl necklace and little lipstick and I thought how sweet I thought Hold on a second. I turned round and it was Angus was it? dressed up as Queen Victoria. And he marched down to the <laughs> to the front of the stage and was bossing everybody about. And I thought, that's it. Yes. So I'm very proud of him. <laughs> we talked about Victoria Wood and Dinner Ladies. That was a wonderful series, wasn't it? Wasn't it? You're always rushing around with that clipboard, weren't you? I know, you? I know. Yeah. Rushing in and out. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, um, Calendar Girls, we must just mention Calendar Girls. Mm. And uh, such a hit movie, wasn't it? Well, the whole idea, I mean, from the beginning of those wonderful women who thought of it, uh, I mean, what a lot of good they've done in the in the world Yes, for women and for cancer and everything. Yeah. Um, so, really, the only time, John, that I felt I, I'm glad I'm the age that I was then... Because actually, if I'd been any younger, it wouldn't have worked. No. Because we we had to be of a certain age. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been so truthful. Because that was the whole bravery of the women, actually, in a way. So, yes, I'm thrilled. (laughs) When my wife was alive, (laughs) we saw the movie. And when we used to be shopping on a Friday in Sainsbury, she'd say... Shall we have a couple of Sela Imrys <laughs> for lunch? It meant ice buns, of oh, course. sweet. <laughs> I hope you did. Yes, we did. Good. I think I came to see you uh, on the Isle of Wight when the movie was shown at the cinema on the Isle of Wight. Oh, yes. I think you rang me up to say, would I like to come and chat to you? And, That's right, Because yes. you had one of the buns in your office at that time, but you probably haven't got it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And I love the riffraff element. That was another... Oh, yes, so did I. And funnily enough, anybody who who watched it absolutely loved it. And it went for two series only. It's now out on DVD, by the way. Is it? Yeah, I've got it. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that was a rather marvellous um, moment. You say, is it nice when you meet up with people? Well, of course, Ronald Pickup was in that. Oh, and I love Ronald. India yes, you did. Mm. He's such a nice man. I love him. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. So that that was um, just another... Well, all your movies have been really successful, haven't they? 
What we did on our holidays. I like that one too. I loved that one yeah. too. It was yeah. not really given enough praise, I don't think. I thought it was absolutely charming, actually. There's a lot of British films, Celia, that have come out in recent years that are really good movies, aren't mm. there? Nanny McPhee. Oh, one of my favourites. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> That's, well, people of all ages love that movie, don't they? Mm. Mm. I know, it's great. Do, do you find you get recognised a lot for that movie? Or? Uh, yes, well, sometimes. And I'll catch a child looking at me and sort of in a rather sort of worried way um, because I think they think I'm going to sort of break their toys or be <laughs> rather horrible, which I was, actually. Um, but it's great fun being horrible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Celia, another movie we haven't talked about is called Finding Your Feet. That's right. Yes. Tell me a wee bit about that one. Uh, well, I have the great fortune of playing Imelda Staunton's sister. And it's about my great love dancing, really. And, you know, not obviously not ballet, but just the joy of dancing when you're of a certain age and how it can sort of... I mean, don't ask me to go to a gym, I'm afraid, John. It's <laughs> my least favourite thing to do. However, to dance, you know, wherever you are, and particularly um, at a certain age, it brings you great joy. And so in the story, I go to a dance class and I manage to persuade my sister to come and join. And then we danced in um, Piccadilly Circus one night. Did you? Yes, in the rain. It was oh. rather wonderful. And I'm... then we were invited in the story to go to Rome to be part of a, a dancing festival. So it's a very joyful film. Joanna Lumley's in it, Timothy Spall's in it. So uh, I think you'd enjoy it, actually. I would do. It's a very uplifting film. And you mentioned Elkie Brooks um, a minute ago, Coming to the Isle of Wight. She, I think I'm right in saying, um, sang the beautiful theme tune at the wow. end, Taking a Leap of Faith. You did some cabaret work, didn't you? Yes, I did. Did you like that? Uh, it's very frightening. Um, uh, in fact, I did it at Southampton, where I'm going yes. very soon. We ought to plug that one. Do you, do you remember the date? Uh, yes, March the 28th. At the new Nuffield City Centre Theatre. That's right. Which is a wonderful venue. Yes, I've and that's, funnily enough, where I did my cabaret last. Right. I came off the Queen Mary and went straight, because it was a, 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 a fundraiser for ah. the theatre then, because I'm a patron. Yes. So... Um, I'd do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I spoke to you before the cabaret and you were a bit apprehensive, but mm. obviously it worked. Mm. No, it was a daring thing to do, but then you've got to dare, I think. Oh, yes. So you talked about the south of France uh, uh, and you sort of go there quite as much as you can, do yeah, you? Yeah, as much as I can. Right, let's talk about one or two things coming up then, because mm -hmm. um, I know you've, um, well, you've got one or two USA things coming up. Uh, Shaw Adams. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. Do you know, I haven't seen um, these films yet. They're, they're quite short films, and I don't know how much uh, they get into the English cinemas. I mean, probably if there was a festival, they would, but I'm not sure otherwise, because they're not feature films, you know, they're shorts. Love, Sarah is about a bakery, isn't That's it? That's right, yes. We've That's just finished. Have you? Mm. Is that a British production? Yes, yes, but uh, German money, because the very attractive uh, director, very young, uh, young girl, Eliza, is German, so she's uh, managed to get money, I think, uh, in post-production for the film, because it's astonishing, actually, how much money you need to make a film. And actually, I've been very honoured this year to be invited to become an Academy member. 
yeah. which means that you get sent all the films to vote for the Oscars, which I did. I mean, truthfully, I didn't have quite enough time to watch them all because it's enormous. I'm, I was astonished to realise how many films are made. You can't say cinema's dead. It's not. Films are being made all the time and they do cost an enormous mm. amount of money. Mm. So that's a one-off TV or... Or no, is it it's going to be a feature film. Oh, a feature film? Yeah. Oh, yeah. sounds exciting. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen you seen Bohemian Rhapsody? I have. Did you yes, like it? I did. So I did, did I. I thought yes. it was fantastic. Wonderful. It deserved a lot of Oscars, really, mm. didn't it? No, it's marvellous. Yeah. Mm. Well, you've done so many things, haven't you? You've always got some sort of ambition. <laughs> what would you like to do you haven't done? Oh, goodness. Well, there's still so much, really. Um I love to be surprised, and I love to surprise people too, try and do something very different to the last thing I did. It's an interesting thing when I talk to young actors, and I would never put anyone off because it's a wonderful life, but you've got to not mind not knowing what comes next. I rather love that, but you aren't exactly in control. I can't go down to the National Theatre now and say, I want to play Hedda Garbler. It doesn't work like that. So you have to, as I say in The Happy Hoofer, you have to wait to be asked to dance, and that can be quite tricky. So there's lots of things I want to do, but as different as possible to the last thing. John Hannum, can't cook, won't cook, but what a sexy voice. This one-off show you're doing at Southampton, are you going to do a series of those? or No, as a matter of fact, I'm in very good company. Um, Dame Harriet Walter is doing one, mm. and I think David Suchet. So as far as I know, it's us three at the moment. And I'm going to be interviewed by my very good friend, Fidelis Morgan. Oh, yes. I've Does she still yachts. live on the island or not? No, she doesn't no. either. Um, but uh, I still have a very beautiful house, if anybody's looking to find a beautiful house in West Cowes that is on the market to be sold. I must say it's a lovely house. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it was even better for me sat there one day with you eating chocolate... Did you? <laughs> cakes. Oh, you. chocolate cakes. D- did I make them, I Yes, hope? you did, yes. Oh, good. You bought me a present today. I'm very I excited. Did, yes. <laughs> not homemade, I'm afraid. No, it's Homemade right. by someone else, but not me. <laughs> I must have told you years ago I love sweet things and all that sort of stuff. Ah, well, this isn't sweet, I'm afraid, oh, John. Oh, it's all right. I'm going to wait till I get home. <laughs> So, any adventures you'd like to do? Anywhere you'd like to go where you've never been? or um, Yes, I, as a matter of fact, um, I remember my darling mother saying to be well-read or well-travelled is a very, very good idea, and I agree with her. I'm a very slow reader, but I absolutely love to travel, and there are many places I still want to go to. And, you know, in my work, I mean, the first time I ever went abroad was in to Australia with... Uh, Glenda Jackson. Oh, yes. Uh, so, you know, I've been to so many different places and wonderful places in England as well that I'd never been to before. I'm quite interested to go to Russia to see the ballet because that's my great passion. And also, mm. I think I would love to go to see um, China and or Japan. I don't know when I'll be able to. but And I also want to see the Northern Lights one day. I've tried, but mm. no dice. There, there was too much cloud. You wanted to be a ballet dancer, didn't you? Oh, yes. You? Yes, very much. But I doubt I'd still be doing it. I was going to say, you chose a career where you can go on and on, can't you? Exactly. You've worked a lot with Dame Judy, haven't you? Uh, Yes. Uh, I first worked with her at the National in a play called The Sea. And then, oh, actually in Cranford, we worked together. Which has just been on again, I believe. 
and also uh, in India, yes. Um, so I'm very lucky. And I bet she's a lovely lady, isn't she? Oh, she is, of course. Everybody loves her. Everybody's yes. in love with her. <laughs> I always think, Celia, the bigger the star, the, the nicer the person. Well, do you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, I, I don't really like the fact that the public think we all are nicknamed lovies. The reason for that, I think, is that we meet so many different people in our work. So the shortcut to that is that we call everybody darling. Now... <laughs> I don't think that matters because it's a term of endearment and it mm. stops you having to think of their name. But truly, I can't really think of somebody who isn't lovely in our profession because, you know, we all have to get on with each other. Mm. There's no point not. We're, we're a team generally. I mean, it's only sort of in a cabaret or a one-woman show I did once called Unsuspecting Susan when it was only me on stage. But nevertheless, there was a team behind me, you know, so I really couldn't be able to give you a name of somebody who wasn't lovely. I went to the home of the late Sir John Mills and I was in awe with him. Yes. I tried not to show it, but he was such a perfect gentleman and he'd mm. been, you know, well, hundreds of movies, it seemed. Oscar winner Oscar well. winner, yeah. yeah. I always remember he said he won an Oscar and he was deaf and dumb in oh. it. And he said, he said to me, we filmed it in Ireland, and he said... I had no words to learn. And he said, well, they were learning their words every night. I was sat in a pub drinking Guinness. Of course, who wouldn't? <laughs> but he had to study, obviously, the role before he did it. But yeah. he was amazing in he that, was, wasn't he? He was, Let's just go back to the Isle of Wight. And we met a long, long time ago. But what drew you to the Isle of Wight in the first case, Celia, really? The sea. Just the sea. Mm, really. Yeah. And also, I suppose, uh, you know you have to make that journey across the water so when people come, they really want to come to see you, which, you know, is lovely. And also, I suppose it's sort of a little bit going back in time, isn't it? Mm, mm. Uh, it has such a charm. Uh, and it will always have a very special place in my heart. And Angus was born. Yes, I know. Yeah. I thought that meant that he could be called a corkhead, but apparently somebody's told me not. Oh, really? I don't know why. I thought that was the whole point. I remember coming to your house when you had the house in St Mary's Road. Ah, yes. And seeing Angus probably in a cot or whatever yes. when he was very, very tiny. Yes. Yeah. Now well, he's 24. Now he's 24, I know. Golly. Uh, with his own baby, by the way. Really? I'm a grandmother now. Gosh. I know. Are you? Yes. <laughs> As we speak, I could be a granddad within about two oh, or three that's days. Right. You said twin boys could be my my son and his wife. Yeah. Fantastic! So, you did literary tours too. I came on one of those on the Isle of Wight, didn't you? Oh yes, they were fascinating, weren't you could, they? You took a coach load of people around the Isle of Wight. That's right. And you pointed out various locations. Um, well, I must give the whole credit to Fidelis Morgan, my my friend. Actually, she worked it all out. She worked out all the famous people who'd come to live on the Isle of Wight, even just for a little while. Mm. So many writers and painters and mm. musicians. I mean, it's astonishing how many there were. Um, and I found it fascinating, actually, as did everybody who came on it. I always remember I came on it and I had a Sunday lunchtime show to do live and I came on part of the way. <laughs> then I think I got the bus back to Newport to well, do the did. show. You had to. But it was, a, it was a really good, um, a really good trip. I remember trip. that, yes. Yeah. So let's hope you sell your house then, Celia. I know. Well, I hope it goes to somebody who really loves it because it's such a pretty house in, in West Cowes. But you've made a lot of friends on the Isle of Wight mm. and you used to, I always remember, you used to go in small shops and uh, and do your shopping, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Which is lovely. Oh, yeah. 
Yes, no, as I say, there was a a moment, well, I'm sure you get it too, when you just sit on the boat, whether it's the big ferry or the little um, hydrofoil, uh, and your shoulders go down, and it's just bliss. Mine will when I go back in an hour or two's time. Mm. So, plug again your event at the uh, Nuffield City Centre Theatre, which I've been to a few times, and it's right in the centre of Southampton. It's so easy to get to. I know. Well, I I don't know what number I am, but I know I'm uh, um, in company of uh, Dame Harriet Walter and David Suchet. I I know there's the three of us doing it on different nights. Mm. Um, My night is Thursday, March the 28th. I'm being interviewed by my good friend Fidelis Morgan, who knows all my stories, um, <laughs> and uh, and I think it begins at, it's either seven or half past seven, um, but it's only for an hour, I believe. But hopefully we'll have a laugh and I'll tell some secrets and some funny stories. <laughs> the first time I met you, I think Fidelis was there. Three of you came to Binstead Community oh, yes. Centre. You were, I think, you were giving out some badminton awards or something do you remember yes that's when we first met that's right but yeah. wasn't it for deaf children or something? i think it was yes yeah. i'm sure it was yeah. in fact i believe the gentleman who asked me to come had come to install my telephone or something ah, his name was fred smith yes he was a great fan of yours yes yes he got very excited when you turned up did I he? Know. oh yeah <laughs> well we all did <laughs> ah, well it was a great honor do you know what? It's a pleasure to have known you uh, for so long. Um, mm. We've been friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've brought you a little present. Oh, my goodness. You're in my latest book, so... <laughs> that I'm so thrilled. That was the first picture we ever took of you on was cover. It? That was... A, yeah, that was At taken... Winston. Yes. Well, yes. well... <laughs> Rather a long time ago, but who cares? It doesn't matter. We're still young at heart, aren't yes. we? Yes, thank you for being a good sport, because I know you've only flown back from France in the last couple of days. Trained back. I Trained? Don't fly. I don't fly if I can help it. Don't mm. you? No, hate it. What's mm. the train like? Good? Marvellous. The French it? trains are wonderful. They're are they? so smooth and fast and luxurious. Mm. So, Celia, I wish your career continued success. Thank you and, very much. Uh, So many people love your acting and congratulations on being so good for so many years. Well, I'm I'm very lucky to do something I love so much. And what I like about you, Celia Marie, is you're quite modest as well, which (laughs) which in an industry where there's a few that are not very modest, I think you've done awfully well. I think I've got that from my dear father, actually. He was too. But anyway, John, it's been absolutely lovely. And um, here's to the next time. Hope so, yes. And send my See re- you on March the 28th. Oh, yes. I'm, yes, I'm coming. You'll be there. And give my regards to Angus as well. I will, absolutely. Okay. Thank you. So I'm looking forward to watching him in movies then. You bet. Who is it? Who's who? Him. Who? John Amam. John Amam. I'm a job. John Amam. John Amam. John Amam. Never mind that. Hey, rock on, Johnny. Hey, see you soon, Johnny, baby. John Hannam meets on I Love White Radio. Grateful thanks to Celia Imri. And the very next day, I went out and bought a copy of the movie Finding Your Feet on DVD. And I loved it. I also cried. But I won't tell you why. You've been listening to John Hannah Meets, courtesy of Isle of Wight Radio. Don't forget to look at my website, johnhannam.com, for news of more interviews and how you might purchase my books. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye for now.